Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RTAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative. Welcome to another episode of RTAF Podcast. Thanks for being here. I'm your host, Andrew Norris, and on this week's episode, we have Jairo Vega, or Iro Vega. He is a passionate muralist doing realistic portraits using only the spray paint. Very compelling stuff. He's in Denver right now, so I got a chance to catch up with him. He bounces back and forth between Miami and Denver. He is uh, involved in this campaign called Spray Their Names. He's already painted a mural of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Elijah McClain, amongst others. And he's going to keep doing that because it's bringing a sense of healing to those communities. We get into the role that art plays in times like these. And then we talk about more standard stuff like his story, his backstory, uh, his influences, like if he has a routine, things like that. And yeah, I really enjoyed uh, talking with him and, and meeting him. This is our first time actually sitting down and chatting. So yeah, I think you guys are in for a treat. treat, treat. Yero Vega. Yeah. Nice. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you being here. And uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't really met. I think you might be the first person I've interviewed um, who I didn't really know before this. So Yeah. I don't know many podcasters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now you know two. Uh, yeah, I, I know two now. For yeah. Sure. And, oh, yeah. In, in one day. Yeah. Um, so... Sweet, man. Uh, so RTAF is, you know, we just more or less talk about art. And um, I like to get people's stories. Mm-hmm. So how did you first start making art? I remember, like, as, like, early as, like, three, seeing the need for it in my life. Mm-hmm. In the sense where, like, it was something that I could do where... No one could take from me or I could just make if I didn't have something, right? I grew up really poor, so, like, being able to create something out of nothing was the world to me. So it was kind of like just something I could do to, like, if I needed anything, if I wanted anything. If I wanted Power Rangers, I drew them. 
And if yeah. I wanted like a toy or a sword or something crazy, I drew it, you know? And I would sometimes cut it out with like, I'd poke holes mm-hmm. in paper, me and my cousin, and like we'd punch out like the drawings and we'd glue them to like sticks and shit. <laughs> and we would like have things, nice. like have action figures and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are my like early uh, memories of like needing it or like seeing like a need for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Where, so where did you grow up? I grew up in the Northeast. I grew up in a town uh, in Massachusetts called uh, Brockton, Massachusetts. Okay. It's like a boxing town and shit, like mm-hmm. fairly blue collar. It was a shoe factory in the, in the early days. And um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like a crazy city. Uh, drug, crime ridden. Mm-hmm. Like really, really gangster. A lot of, um, a lot of like gun violence and shit like that. It's just yeah. bad about it. It's just one of those, one of those towns. So uh, you moved to Miami at some point, right? I moved to Florida uh, when I was 21, back in 2009. Uh, but I moved to the other coast. I didn't get a, like a, affiliated with the Miami scene until like about like four years ago, four or five years ago, I think, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, it's all just kind of a blur at this point. But yeah, <laughs> I just kind of like I got back into graffiti because I left graffiti for a while, and I got into this crew. And like when I got into that crew, I just like went crazy. Nice, you know. So when did you start? When did you first start uh, using spray cans? Uh, I've been using spray paint or messing messing with spray paint since since I was a kid. Really, it was just kind of like a thing. It was around a lot. Graffiti was around more back then, and I just I always thought it was cool. But when I was twelve, I started like really spray painting a lot. Oh, work! Yeah, I spray paint my bikes. I spray paint everything. So forever you've been doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, more than half my life for sure. Wow. You know. Damn. So yeah, you make like incredibly realistic portraits. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I want to kind of drill down into that a little bit. Um, how do how do you decide whose portrait to paint? Are they like your heroes or just people you admire? So, yeah, um, uh, they're, they're always people I admire. I try to stay away from doing a lot of celebrities and stuff like that because I feel like they're already celebrated right yeah but uh yeah they're always people i admire like i said i come from a blue collar town so like i always saw like a lot of hard working like people a lot of factory workers a Mm -hmm. lot of um you know my mother like grinds several jobs and came home and cooked and shit like that my grandmother had two full-time jobs and shit like that so i always reminded like i was i was like um kind of just a fan of like people that like just hustled and grinded out and like had a stacked deck and just made shit work. Right. So I, I follow across those people all the time. Like I stumble upon them and it's still just like, it's, it gets me going. It's yeah. like, it turns me on, makes me want to paint. It makes me want to like honor them while they're still alive kind of thing. Right. And that's where like the hyper-realistic details of like the everyday person kind of just come from. Yeah. So, you know? so it's, it's less about like someone being like in the spotlight, but more of just like what you see in that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's and, you know, you can, I, with what I do now, like with the right lighting and the right shading, I can, you can paint anybody interesting, right? Mm-hmm. You can paint anybody beautiful. But it's like, for me, it's about who I paint and that, that'll resonate within the painting. If I'm yeah. really into the person I'm painting, you can feel it, you can see it. And so it just adds another depth and like, another layer that you can't see. Yeah. But you can feel, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. I think I'm not very good at portraits myself. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's always the trickiest part for me is like I can I can s- sort of capture someone's likeness mm-hmm. and get the proportions right. But there's that thing in each that each person has yeah. 
you yeah. know what I mean? You, you know yeah. where I'm going with this. Like, yeah. How do you capture someone's essence? I know that's like kind of an impossible, weird question. It's one of those things that like it's it's a a question that doesn't have an answer, right? Like I right. could sit here and tell you, talk to you about technique and things like that, right. and I can tell you how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. But there's you know there are things that you can't just explain that can be interpreted. You know, you can see it, you can feel it, but you can't necessarily put like a finger on it. And so right. if, if I were to sit here and try to tell you like, how do I, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I like, how it, but it, I can feel it. Yeah. And when it comes on, I just run with it and I tap into it and I I continue to learn how to tap into that space. Yeah. You know, for uh, most of my career, I've always called it the spaces in between my thoughts is where I okay. live. And so that's where like that, that thing comes that's from. That's beautiful. You know, it's like um, a meditation or something deeper than that but yeah but yeah like it's it's a trance it's a state it's mm-hmm. a state of being right and my job is focused on living within that state while i'm working right yeah you know? and that's the product that comes out is what you get me being in that state is what i get yeah nice you know sweet um so you got a lot of things going on in denver right now yeah <laughs> so when did you when how long have you been in colorado this time around? Uh, a few weeks. A few weeks? Yeah. Nice. Nice. I came um, uh, right before, like, I want to say, like, uh, late May. Like, I want to say, like, around the 25th or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been here ever since. Um, no, it was the 24th. I came in around the 24th. I've been here ever since. I was in Fort Collins for a while. I spent, like, almost a week there. Nice. And then um, now I'm here, and I'll probably be here for, like, another few weeks, maybe over a month. Nice. Or whatever. Um, but I, I had an unfin- unfinished business when I first came. Uh, here at the gallery, I had an art show, a really, really, really packed show. It was the nice. gallery's first showing. Dope. And right, we should mention that we are at Ela Gallery. Ela Gallery, man. On Calamath here in Denver. Yes. We're like, careers can definitely be made, and it's definitely <laughs> made my career. And I'm very thankful for the the uh, the gallery itself, you know, and uh-huh. everyone involved in the gallery because yeah. they pushed me. The, the owner of all, like, really, like understands what an artist needs and just kind of lets you roll with what you need to do right so yeah yeah so yeah shouts foul and for sure and lorenzo for sure man those yeah. two boys advocate for me like a motherfucker hell yeah yeah um, it's always nice to have someone on your side like that yeah yeah and um we've learned a lot from each other you know it's like up and down relationship like like anyone and really good relationship should be you know you mm-hmm. gotta understand each other's depths and you know, you got to, like, make mistakes with each other to learn each other so you can, like, work perfect for each other. Now, like, the yeah. synergy is out of control. So definitely call this home base for sure. Nice. You know? Sweet. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so since you've been in Denver, you painted – I've only seen two of your murals. Yeah. But you painted one uh, of George Floyd with yeah. Detour. Yeah. And one of Breonna Taylor. Yeah. With Detour and Just. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, oh. and then we painted another one in um we painted another one in behind Epic Brewery mm-hmm. uh of uh Elijah McLean and Atatiana, I think her name is. I'm not too mm-hmm. familiar with her story, but she has another a really uh heart wrenching story. And then there's also a bunch of other um murals I painted before all this as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like obviously everything's been super crazy the yeah. past couple of weeks yeah and what do you think the role of art is in in times like these um especially having to do with like 
bringing to light the the violence that you know brown and black people face disproportionately at the hands of police um that's a tough question because that's 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 a lot that's a yeah lot that's a lot question. to unpack there yeah that's a that's a lot um I'll, I'll give it a shot though i mean i don't know i don't know what always the the role art should play at, at these times and mm-hmm. being a person that's affected by these times i don't know how it's supposed to play out right all i know right now is that people feel a certain comfort and are a certain sense of healing through what I'm doing. Yeah. So if I can provide that, then that is my duty right now. Right. Um, and so I, I see it as a singular opportunity. I, I can't speak for art as a whole. Sure. Because sure. I'm only me and I only right. need to provide what I provide. Sure. Um, but I know right now people are calling and loving and and resonating with what I'm doing, so therefore I will continue to do it. I also feel right now in my genre, as far as graffiti and art goes, and murals and street art, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. we have a way of communicating so straight to the point, right? Right. And that catches people people's attention right away. Mm-hmm. So I'm heard. We're heard right now. Yes. So if I'm needed in a place where I need to paint somebody so they can be heard and understood and brought back to light so we can remember them, then that's what I do. And that's what me and Thomas Detour have been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really beautiful murals. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's just really great. It makes me feel something. Thank you. you. And I think that that's, I mean, one of the things that art should be doing is is making people feel things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you for answering that. Oof, I tried that my question. Best. I yeah. mean, it, yeah, there's definitely a lot to unpack and for uh, sure. So, what do you have coming up here in Denver? We've got um, right now. I saw you post something about sp- spray their names. Yeah, spray their names. Right now, my my personal career is kind of on hold because I feel uh, a specific duty to this cause that uh, Thomas and I have created. Right. Um, yeah, spray their names is is what we've chose to call it, and that's basically a culmination of the last three murals we've done, because mm-hmm. we you know we've gotten so much traction for it that I felt like we need to turn it into something. It needs to grow and become its own thing, and right. something that others can participate in as well. Um, so spraying their names is basically us taking the initiative to paint the unheard, the mm-hmm. underprivileged, uh, the um, the silenced the abused mm-hmm. or, or the people that just need a voice. Right. Right. Um, right now we're focusing on victims of police brutality, you know, black and brown victims of police brutality is what we feel is needed right now. I'm hoping in the future that that we can do all that work that's needed and move on from there to other, um, genres and stuff like that. But right now that's our focus is to paint portraits of people that have been swept under the rug and we're going to paint them as loud yeah. and as proud and as beautiful honoring their lives and, and, and at the same time, beautifying an, uh, the, a community and bringing their names back to the light. And hopefully from there, they get traction enough to uh, get those, their cases reopened yeah. or, or they live on within these respective communities or at least their families and friends and loved ones and supporters get to heal from it. Yeah, that healing aspect. Is, I think maybe that's, when I look at those, that's what I can feel in some sort of like, Mm, vicarious way or something yeah. like that, you yeah. know, roundabout way. Yeah. And uh, so, 
are you're working on you you've just been on a marathon basically a like nonstop a, a sprinting marathon yeah yeah, yeah nonstop yeah. okay um and where are I'm, you painting next or now right now I'm painting at uh, uh, near uh, there's a there's a gentleman by the name of Birdseed mm-hmm. um, and he runs a rec center called Globeville Rec Center and he has friends up the street that own this little uh, uh, I believe it's a Mexican restaurant or a ta- like a taco spot mm-hmm. um, it's really amazing food off the hook but they provided a wall they donated a wall to us and so we're painting a portrait there as well of uh, uh, one of the people within the Globeville community uh, mm-hmm. that does uh, that practices the Aztec dancing mm-hmm. I painted a portrait of uh, the Aztec uh, dance le- instructor leader carlos inside the rec center and now we're painting one of um the students or participants her name is chata um on the outside to celebrate that community and the people within that community um i believe that public art should reflect the people within its community so i try to do that as much as possible yeah so this is more of a um again still passion project all my art's a passion project but this is more personal yeah for me um uh, i guess a little break from spray their names but it still fits because it's still recognizing someone within the community Mm, um and i think that's um the direction that everything should just continue to go in from here on out um but yeah as far as running it dude like no breaks no days off and i'm okay with it i'm beyond exhausted but i feel very good yeah i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) but i wake up every morning i just check something off the list yeah and i just try to check as many off the list as i can every day and that's all i got yeah so yeah i kind of know what you're I can't obviously know exactly how you feel, but um, that feeling of like being exhausted, but feeling full because mm-hmm. you have a purpose yep. behind your your yep. work. Yeah. God, that's like the best feeling. Right? Uh, I accept the responsibility. Mm-hmm. I accept the responsibility a thousand percent. And because people have donated their hardworking time and their money and their resources, I don't have a choice. Right. For me to say I'm tired is unfair. Mm-hmm. I'm alive. Yeah. The people I'm painting most likely aren't. And they mm-hmm. aren't due to horrible circumstances that they couldn't control and had nothing to do with them. Right. So I look at that. I wake up every morning, bags in my eyes, and I feel that. And I'm, I don't even need a cup of coffee anymore. I'm ready to fucking work. Nice. I'm ready to, to help. I'm ready to do whatever's required of me. And as long as people keep to no- donate to this cause... I will continue to run it. I will continue to paint portraits. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Let's go. Fuck I it. can feel your passion, man. It's <laughs> super dope. Yeah. Um, so I want to just pivot to more um, just kind of like questions I usually ask everybody. Sure. What, who are your influences uh, artistically? Um, they, they range quite a bit. Um, nice. There's a, a guy in Canada. He goes by Vigla Bacon, and he definitely was uh, instrumental in the, in the last few years of my career, as far as like pushing color and style and uh, finessing the uh, the entire all aspects of a wall into uh, a mural or a painting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but technically, you know, like uh, compositions come from uh, uh, an artist back in like the late 1800s early 1900s uh, by the name of Egon Chile oh nice yeah his, yeah, I know him. yeah that that's probably my hero yeah composition wise I think I've learned everything from just looking at his old gouache and pastel paintings that he would do of hookers in his hotel yeah, room right. dude I <laughs> fucking love his work um but graffiti dude it's endless yeah it's endless Jay Lobster 
um, who currently is in California right now, is a phenomenal writer and graffiti writer. Mm -hmm. um, the local guys here, like Took. Yeah, Took. Um, Amit, Amit was instrumental in my graffiti career. Um, Brian Life is a character that like gave me my first caps when I was a kid. So I always try to um, mention him as like the beginning. But like, there's a lot of guys like Pro Black and Detour as well. Mm -hmm. I could go on forever as far as influences. Yeah. I take a little from everybody, uh, whether you were better than me or under me or whatever. My eyes are open to all because that is always something you can learn. And when you keep start closing your eyes when you stop learning so i always try to like see what everybody's doing and understand what they're doing and pick up, yeah pick up some tricks from yeah, exactly whoever yeah exactly yeah something on this show that that we always say is that anyone can be your teacher for sure if you're perceptive enough oh for sure yeah, yeah. and it all depends on like how like uh, like are you open to being the student Right. And the student obviously will become the master, but like who the fuck wants to become the master when you can just keep learning? Right, right. You know? And what does master even mean? Like, exactly. Doesn't it just mean someone who's continually learning and yep. upping their levels? You yep. know? Yeah. Um, do you think that artists, I mean, this is very general, but do you think that artists perceive our environments a little bit differently? I don't know. Yeah. Because to be honest with you, I'm, not, I'm really not thinking about what other artists perceive or what they're doing. Well, how about you? Like, have you ever felt, I mean, sometimes I feel this way, like, it's better since I've moved to Denver because there's a whole community here. Yeah. You know, of like, like sort of like-minded weirdos like myself. You yeah. Know? But like, for you, does... Do you have to take time to yourself? Do you have to Absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah, kind of Absolutely. And and jest and stuff like that. Yeah. Um I'm gonna push my skill set whether I'm surrounded by a community or not. Right. Don't get me wrong, when I'm around people I pick up on things or whatever, sure. but when I'm not, that just means I have to pull from other sources, right? Mm -hmm. Pull from life. Yeah. I pull yeah. from different styles of art. The musicians yeah yeah other things if anything i'm more influenced outside my genre than i am within i was gonna ask just, you about that too yeah just bring it into my genre yeah that for sure yeah um our basil the stuff i did at basil bacon and i and the collaborations i did with quake we all pulled from different genres we mm -hmm. i pulled from the baroque period we pulled yeah. from um i pulled from the skull i just kept holding on to <laughs> you know and the colors were very muted and weird and like you know, and Quake uh, like did his own take on those pastel tones, which is a guy I collaborated with. I don't know if you what, look back and you see. What image it. is that? Uh, so I did a uh, a wall at the Museum of Graffiti during ba Art Basel. It was me, Quake, and Vigila Bacon, mm -hmm. and um, it it's a mixture. We call it um, the Baroque Burner or Graffiti Renaissance, uh -huh. and it's a mixture of um, like a really muted like. I want to say Renaissance palette. Mm -hmm. um, and it's got like fabric overlays and bits of graffiti and then like cubistic like cuts that Bacon does. And then on top of that, I threw in some horses and some more fabric. And then I overlaid like these almost suggested figures. And then over that overlay, I overlaid a skull. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. Um, on your, that's the only way I know how to describe it. I yeah. don't. It's like kind of trans. There's some transparencies. Yeah, like those transparencies. Got are, like four layers of transparent tones. Really, really um, amazing. And before that painting, I had artist block. Really? Yeah, I didn't know it's paint. I I, just, I was stuck. Oh. And then we went to Denny's that night, 
and we were just like, what do we like? Yeah. What excites us? Yeah. Let's go from there and then let's strip down what they were inspired by and pull from that and bring it into our genre, right? Because mm-hmm. that's stuff that like, you know, graffiti writers don't do or like you, you, you get caught up in what you're doing or what everyone else is doing and you're doing sure. the same thing and it still is awesome and amazing and be fun. But it's fun to just push and try to do something different. And when I work with those boys, they're not afraid to fail on a wall. But the energy is so loud that we don't have a choice right. but to succeed. Yeah. So, like, even if we failed, we tried, we swung so hard yeah. that, like, you have to, you'd have to at least appreciate the effort. Right, exactly. Um, and that wall was left behind. And to this day, it's probably one of my best walls I've ever done. Nice. And I'm very proud of those boys for bringing that out of me. Oh, yeah. I championed them exclusively on that wall. Yeah. Like, collaborations are, mm-hmm. are one of the best learning tools, I think. Oh, for sure. You know? And those boys play very nice where, like, everyone's aware that we can all go over each other until it works, right? Cause okay, yeah. we are all in the understanding that, like, it's not about equal parts. It's about delivering the right piece. Yeah. It's about so, the final product. Yeah, so if, if more of you need to be in it than me, then I need to understand and respect that because right. the piece is shining. Right. So you, you sacrifice ego a lot. And that's what I've been learning to shed a lot lately is just kind of the I, I, I and everything. Right, yeah. You know, um, especially with this current project. It's, yeah. It's not about us at all. Right. Other than right. the fact that we're doing it. Right. You're like a conduit in a way. Servant. For a message. Yeah. Straight up servant, dude. Yeah. I'm just yeah. serving my purpose. That's it. Whatever uh, it, it calls of me to do, I do. Yeah. I I get to do what I want already. I get to spray paint and run around. Right. I'm cool with that. Right. I'm okay with that. Right. But now, let's serve with it then. Yeah. If I get to do what I want then. Higher you know, calling. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, let's see. Do you have a like a daily routine? Like a personal daily routine? Yeah, yeah. Do you are for you sure. routinized? Or, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, like um yeah, you know, um I do. I do. I I have rituals that I I I struggle to maintain, but I do maintain. I try mm-hmm. to do at least 500 push-ups a day. 500? 500. Damn. I do like 50. Yeah, sometimes. I, I'm at 3 <laughs> 350 today. Nice. I did 350 this morning, and I owe a couple hundred more. Damn. 150. So we'll knock those out, and then we'll be good, and that's 500. I um, I burn sage and Palo Santo every morning. Nice. I try to at least before I leave the house and when I come home. Um, yesterday, I microdosed. Nice. I like to microdose if I can. I microdose every morning. and, and, and On the mushrooms? To, yep. Nice. Microdose with a little bit of uh, some green juice. Green juice is very key. Green juice to keep the doctor away for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use this Vicks um, nose like rub thing to, to get your sinuses away. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I try to do all this before even sipping some coffee. And mm-hmm. I, I because I'm working so damn much, coffee has been vital. I've also been struggling to meditate every day nice. uh, because time has just been of the essence. But I normally try to meditate at least once or twice a day for at least ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, but I've been. Up. I'll, I'll be honest I have been struggling in that department and I can I can see it well it's it's kind of tough when you travel right like you, tougher yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's tougher but normally yeah. I can squeeze it in and find a way for it you know wake up a little early and do it or yeah. whatever uh, but it's it's been it's been shitty and <laughs> water pounding water first thing in the morning yes yes 
Um, I'm a big fan of water. <laughs> those are those are the things, man. That's that's what your boy does to like get the fucking body moving. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I find I have to like, like today I I ran mm. and did some yoga and meditated. Yeah. Took like the cold shower. The cold shower is something I visit at least a few times a week yeah. for sure. I don't know what it is, but it clears my sinuses up for some reason. It does that. It boosts your testosterone levels. It yeah. helps you heal. Mm-hmm. Um, it um, wakes your metabolism up. There's a lot that that shit does. It's yeah. really good for you. Yeah. I try and go like three minutes. Three minutes is good. Yeah. Three minutes is good. Try taking, try starting off warm and then finishing your shower completely with just a cold shower. Yeah, yeah. One, you waste less water because you're not trying to be in it. Right, yeah. And two, like, you'll be proud of yourself. Yeah. You'll get better with it you'll never get comfortable with it no no but you'll get better with it and it i don't know what it does but it like Mm. charges me up i'm like yeah ready to go after that um so yeah did you ever go to school or take any classes to learn how to do portraits like you do not with the portraiture no really no 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 just practice 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 um i can't even say necessarily yeah all right so like I, I did try the art school route, right? I, mm-hmm. I tried, but I could never get accepted. Really? Yeah. And then until I could get accepted, I couldn't afford it. I got handpicked at a school once, mm-hmm. which I don't care to name because I don't care to mention them. Right. Um, but the, I tried to go to Mass Art for a while as well, mm-hmm. um, and they didn't care to to reach out to your boy. But I took some community college classes, and I had a, uh, a figure drawing professor who was, like, instrumental in, like, teaching me how to see yeah. so if anything i got taught how to see but i always i already could necessarily draw because i just drew so much and painted so much and graffiti was already a thing in my life so art nice. was very already like important to me and i was right. pursuing it full force but i got discouraged after and all that didn't work and i quit really yeah i quit i was an addict for a while um and i got clean and then when i got clean i started painting again and i I quit everything else. Nice. You know, um, wouldn't even take like a, an aspirin, just paint. Really? Just paint and working out. Yeah. And now it's kind of still the thing. Yeah. I just started working out again uh, during COVID. And yeah. now I'm trying to keep it a part of my life, keeping mm-hmm. it a part of my process, eating as good as I can, working out as good as I can, and right. painting as best as I can. Yeah. Those are the most important things to me right now, along with this new initiative in my life. Right, right. Um, but yeah, as far as like fucking art school goes, like in like, no, like there was no like physical deep training other than going through the gauntlet of life. Everything right. else was just practice, practice, practice. Word. For sure. That's awesome. I'm going to quiet that down. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll pause. Yeah, so I never went to art school either. Um, but I also didn't really start painting until I was like 26. Mm-hmm. Um. How old do you know? How old am I now? I I'll be know. 35. <laughs> I'll be 35 in less than a week. Oh, man, you look good for your age, man. Thanks, I man. just turned 32. Nice. Shout out to you. Yeah, I mean, shout out to the 30s. I feel like I'm finally a freaking adult. A man, right? Yeah. yeah. Yo, isn't that wild? Yeah. It took me... Um, where was I? We were talking about being in our 30s. And yeah, the, the 30s, dude, I, I champion the 30s because I, I feel... Um, and of course, every year you would feel this way, but I feel the most me that I've ever felt in my life before. Yeah, I'm done pretending to try to fit in. Yes. And which is <laughs> strangely something that you'll always do. You think you're not trying to, but you are, but you'll always do. 
Right. Um, yeah. I, I've learned how to not believe in my anxiety. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like earlier when we were trying to set up the arms for these mics and they wasn't working and it was kind of awkward and yeah. I was like, who cares? Yeah. I was like, old me would have been like, oh, oh shit. Like, this is so awkward. Yeah. I'm freaking these people out. And it's just like, I think I've learned that, like you were saying earlier, like it's not really all about I or me. Yeah. Either in like the aggrandizing sense of like ego inflation right. or like having anxiety and thinking that like everyone's watching you or like you have to fit in. Right. You know? And yeah, I don't know. Like, what were your 20s like? Oh, man. Um, excruciating. Yeah. Yeah, I was a lost boy, for sure. I look back and um, I try not to feel shame anymore because it got me here. Right. And I am now very much so um, a product of the lessons I've learned. Same here. Um, and boy, did I um, learn a lot of lessons, for sure, mm-hmm. at my own fault, too. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it I, 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 I will release to the traumas of my earlier life, mm-hmm. dealing with those in my 20s. But I also caused a lot of trauma for other people because of those traumas. You know, mm-hmm. hurt people hurt people. So I know I've exactly. hurt a lot of people. And then the drug abuse, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm fortunate enough to say that, like, I'm, I'm proud of who I'm becoming. Yeah. If it took all of that and it was... <laughs> At the faults of everyone else's along with my own, then I'm proud of all of that. Yeah, man. And, um, but I've also learned to forgive everybody that's ever hurt me and forgive myself for hurting other people. Absolutely. Um, if somebody needs closure from me, I'm willing to provide it because I have moved on from it. Yeah. So if I need to apologize to anyone, if anyone feels like they need to talk to me about mm-hmm. anything. And I have. I've made those phone calls to people. Yeah. I've, um, <laughs> for sure. A lot of girlfriends and friends and people I've hurt in my earlier years, I've made those phone calls and I try to absolve those things so that that like um, that pain and resentment doesn't stay, right? So that right. person can move on and be a better person for themselves as well. Right, yeah. You know, you know, good vibes, good energy only. That's all I want to put out in this world now. And it took me putting out a lot of bad energy to learn that that's not the energy you want to put out. Right, you right. Know, for sure. I mean, sometimes like the worst parts of life can turn into, you know, they, they just shape you, you know, you learn so much and you learn what not to do. Yeah. The sweetest lessons learned for sure. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm gonna pivot again. Let's do it. I'm super tired, man. Oh, yo, I'm right here with you, man. My eyes are burning. Uh, I need a cup of coffee. Yeah. Let's see. Um, so, we were talking about graffiti earlier. Were yes. you were you a writer? Were yeah. you writing? Yeah. I wrote several names um throughout my career. Mm-hmm. Um I got caught at sixteen. Oh yeah? Yeah, did a little baby little little baby stint and then a lot of probation. You know, the whole like they love to keep you on the hook. Yeah. So they oh, can yeah. get you on other hooks so that yeah. you know you'd be proud of the system. And I, I just barely skated out of that one. And after I'd skated out of that one, I moved to Florida. Nice. Um, but off and on, like graffiti was just always something I was always passionate about. Letters. I, letters was definitely my first love. 
Is that why Hira? Is that why your name? Yeah, Hira was like the third or fourth name, and it's just the one that stuck. I I hated it for years, but now I just accept it as part of the title. Yeah, and uh, it just it is what it is. I'm Hira, but nice. uh, yeah, I, I used to write uh, Desire the True D T T or Des or Desire. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know why. You know, it's one of those toy kid names. And I like went through a handful of other names that I thought might be cool and shit, and then uh, uh, Yeto. Ghetto was ghetto, but I dropped a, an R. It was supposed to be like iron or, or like I wanted something okay. like like forged from dirt. Yeah, yeah. I was going, I was on some dark like <laughs> necro nonfiction type shit at that Ooh. time. So I wanted something like yeah, like I'm I'm like cast, I'm I'm forged out of like the griminess. You yeah. Know? So like like iron or something, and and I, and I was playing with my mom's uh, Cape Verdean. So I was playing with like words in my like native tongue. And I couldn't find one, and like I had like a Puerto Rican friend who was like, "Yo, like just flip it to Spanish," so it was Yeto. Nice. So I just ran with Yeto. Um, rest in peace, Londi. But yeah, he helped me find that name, Yeto. And then I just dropped an R, and it was Hiro. Yeah. And everyone thinks it's like hieroglyphics, but it's got nothing to do with hieroglyphics. Right. It's just, it's it's Yeto Vega. Well, what's the Vega? Is that like your Vega's a family name? Yeah. Vega's okay. um, my grandfather's last name, my mother's name. Everybody in my on that side of the family has that name. So I just. I identify with that name more than I do my other last name. It's the one of my last names. Right. I have a, a long ass name, and it's just one of them. Right on. So it's it's just an extension of myself. Um, I, I feel I feel more hiero than I do my my what I was born with my my government. You know. Yeah. Totally. totally. Um, yeah. But I accept Richie. Richie. I'm comfortable putting yeah. the name Richie out there. That's okay. fine. You know. That's what's up. But that's about it. <laughs> Hiro and Richie. Hiro and Richie, that's or cool, man. Hiro. Yeah, call me Dick if you like, but that's about it too. <laughs> I don't mind that either. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, uh, so if you could give either yourself or younger artists advice, mm-hmm. what's the like what's the most crucial thing you think that an artist should know just about either the art world or, or whatever? That's another big one, man. You like hitting these, these big old questions, man. Yeah. That's on the back of the test question. Right there. <laughs> it makes my job a little easier. I'm so could you, could you rephrase that? So if you could give advice either to... To myself? Your younger self or a younger artist. Artist. About art or even about life. Yeah. Um, and you can answer that separately, too, okay. if you want to. So as long as, like, talking to myself or talking to somebody younger than me or, like, another artist is... Um, Champion the process. Yeah. You know, understand the process. I'm not talking about like what to paint, how you paint. Mm-hmm. Shit, you could paint circles and cylinders or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Technique and skill in that. Champion that process, right? See it as a skilled craft in the sense where you put your heart, blood, sweat, and tears into it. Kind of like a painter cutting a clean edge. Yeah. Or um or a mechanic that does good sound work, right? Right. If it may not be the best, it may not be like, you know, like the sexiest colors you're using, but if it's good in sound, everything else can be can you you can stumble upon. Mm-hmm. You know. Like a style or style will come in right. time. Right. Some people just have that extra funk, right? Some yeah, people yeah. can just see that funk and run with it. But you champion the process. And the technique, no matter what that may mean to you. Now, if it's coloring outside the lines, 
Yeah. Then color outside the lines very fucking ferociously. Yeah. If it's inside the lines, then do that shit very neatly and very practice, right? Yeah. So it all depends on like what kind of artist or what you want to be, right? But if you're going to do it, do it right and do it well. And that's how I was always taught. And I got a lot of ass whoopings that reinforced that thinking. Mm -hmm. But do it all the fucking way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, iron every wrinkle out. Yeah. You know, fold those seams crispy and tight. Yeah. Um, sweep the fuck out of that floor. Paint the fuck out of that stroke. Champion the process. Because in there will come a lot other things. Um, or the exact opposite of that sense was like, make the fucking most of a mess than you can. Yeah. Make your, your gestures very gestural. Yeah. Be feeling buoyant in them. If you're going to do the movement, do the movement. Be the movement. Right. Or don't. Right. What's the point of half-assing anything? Yeah, so just full step. No half-stepping, dog. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no half-stepping for sure, yeah. bro. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah, man. For sure. That's beautiful advice. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I'm sure there, I'll think of a million things to ask you as soon as I leave here. <laughs> but I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up because, you know, okay. I value your time. I know you're Thank a busy you, man. man. I appreciate that. Thank you for uh, seeing me as a person to know where they just speak to. Yeah, bro. Like, I found your art, I think, a couple, like, maybe three months ago. And I was just like... Really? Yeah. That far back? Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. I rem I think, like, our mutual friend, Allie Grimm, was... Yeah, yeah, was no, posting like push-up videos actually yeah 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 um, because it was the covid like COVID. health challenge and i i took it and i ran with it yeah and somebody tagged me in some push-up video and i was like 20 <laughs> why not like 50 yeah why are we doing 10 that's a waste of my time yeah do you do so do you i guess we'll just go into this do you uh do you do like 50 at a time yes yeah, sets of 50 okay sets of 50 and i can do sets of 60 to 70 now but i do sets of 50 because i can bang out 100 like in a minute yeah. So I'll just do a set of 50, wait 30 seconds, do another set of 50, and then I'll take like a two-minute break. I can do like 25 right now. You, <laughs> so that's the thing, like, you yeah. think Or that's you, where, where I stop. That's yeah, I exactly. Stop. There yeah. we go. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're always way more capable than what you think. And so it's setting the Absolutely. bar to a place where you can get to, right? And once you right. strive to that place... and. It, I do push-ups not for the aesthetic, for yeah. the mindset. It's a mental thing. Yo, it's all mindset, you know? Yeah. I do lunges and other workouts too, but like push-ups is something I can do anywhere. Right. I can't do all those other, I can't lunge the entire block when I'm on the plane or, right, or right. here or there or in the hotel room, right? Right, totally. Um, wall sits, I try, but but I'm on my feet all day anyway, so I, I feel like my upper body lacks it, but now, yeah. now it's definitely not the case. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like kind of like putting a goal yeah, it's like an, a small goal within a larger goal of like being an artist and exactly. upping your skill level. Oh, exactly, exactly. It's like all these little goals that you can get to. Then that makes the larger goal that much easier. Yeah, you're just like I'm used to accomplishing things or like yeah, and like, setting something just outside my reach. From there, like the bar gets higher and higher and higher, right? Yeah, and that's how we develop. That's how we develop the, these skills that people call talents. Right. No, nothing's talent. Nothing, the, the shit doesn't exist, right? right? It's, just it's just like doing setting it. the bar higher and higher each time and you get better and better and better and more trained and more calculated to the point where it becomes effortless for you. Right. And that's what being good at anything is. Exactly. You well, know? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Well, let's wrap it up right, right there, man. man. Well, where can you. people uh, find you? Uh, at Vega at HarrowVega.com, uh, right. Gallery. I'll, I have a lot of stuff uh, with Gallery. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and in Denver, 
you know, look me up. Spray their names as well. Spray their names. Check it out. Yeah. Thanks again, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you too. Peace. Bye. Yes, so that wraps up another episode of RTAF. Thanks for listening. We forgot to mention that Hyro will be a part of Black Love Murals in Civic Center Park in Denver. Our friends at IRL Art and Annie Phillips have been commissioned by the city to put up murals around many of the statues down there. And that's going on from June 12th through the 30th. So be sure to go check that out. They are doing a GoFundMe campaign as well to help pay the artists more money, uh, which is always a good thing. We love artists getting money out there. So yes, Black Love Murals, check it out. Civic Center Park in Denver, June 12th through the 30th. And man, Hyro, thank you so much. A lot of passion, a lot of wisdom there. Uh, we had to keep this one pretty short because he is busy, busy, busy right now in Denver. But please, guys, go check out his work. It is really awesome. Very impressive. Lots of emotion in it. And, yeah, just take care of your goals, you know. Push yourself. Keep creating and get better and better every day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to support the podcast, I have some RTAF t-shirts on my website, andrewnorrisarts.com, and just search RTAF on there. So thank you again for listening, and I will catch you next time. Peace, peace, peace. peace. Thank you.